dance floors from New York to Miami, from the Bay to LA, it's DJ Shorty, live in the mix. What's up, folks? We are back. Around the world. DJ Shorty, Mr. Hot Forever. It's the Wicked Mix, man. And we are live on Truth Serum. This is Ida Rodriguez. It is Monday, December 3rd. And my nephew just FaceTimed me. So I uh, I just... <laughs> hi, Benjamin. <laughs> Say hi to everybody, Benjamin. How you doing this? Hi. Okay. He's one and he's talking and everything stops when uh, my niece or my nephew call me. Um, hi, Benji. Anyway, we are live in the studio with Truth Serum. Jason Stewart is co-hosting today. Say hi, Jason Stewart. Hello, I'm Jason Stewart and I'm an alcohol. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Jason Stewart. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an overeater. I'm Jason Stewart and I like too many things. Okay. That child is is so annoying. I have to tell you. Yeah, you <laughs> would talk about my son, you, my uh, nephew, and you get kicked out of here. Oh, he's adorable and I just love children. <laughs> he's awesome. But what happens if you get one you don't like? What do you do? I don't can know. You, can you, you take it back and you get store credit? I don't uh, know. Comedians are in the house. The ones that weren't hugged when they were little. Um, oh, tell me about it. So uh, we are uh, live on Truth Serum today, and we are going to talk about the question of the hour is, when is civility out of the window? Is there a time when it is okay to say, um, I am done with being civil. I'm actually going in. I'm going to go in. And that's the question of the day. Don't answer it yet, Jason. If you are out there listening, 310-986-6610. This is Truth Serum Say Live. Say it again slower. Ida, Ida Rodriguez. And uh, we want to hear from you. 310-986-6610. This will be the first time in the history of Truth Serum that Ida Rodriguez kicks somebody out the studio. Jason <laughs> is going to get kicked out, I guarantee you. What did I something. do? I just... You're unruly, Jason. You bring your white privilege with you everywhere you oh go. Oh, my God. There's no place like home. There's no place <laughs> like home. <laughs> um, we are talking about everything that trended this week. That's how we open the show. We talk about how our weekends were. How was your weekend, Jason? Oh, God, what did I do this weekend? Oh, I went to the movies a lot. Okay, what did you I see? I went to see a lot of movies. I went to see uh, Leave No Trace with Ben Foster. How was that? About living in the woods. It was really terrific, but I want to tell you, I was exhausted. I thought, oh, my God, I, can you see me living in the in the woods? having to, I mean, Just the idea of having to turn on fire. Fire took so long just to heat something up. I would, I, I'd want to kill myself. I'd be so depressed. I, I can't imagine any gay guy surviving in the woods. Never mind gay, Jew. It's more Jewish. <laughs> nah. The gay guy could do it. The Jewish guy can't. Nah, I think Jewish it, people survived a lot. Not not this Jew. I'm a privileged okay. Jew. Okay. I, my, my mother would be very upset that I'd be touching all the dirt. My hands would be dirty all the time. It was really, really scary. And, and the little girl apparently is from New Zealand and you know because we couldn't find any American actors to be in the movie it's very hard to find American actors you know there's just only three and um, and they get to work all the time and they have to work out and you were saying about white privilege I wanted to just say about that so this is what white privilege because I've been really thinking about it all my black girlfriends have been telling me this for years and I really have to get it into my head okay so white privilege for me meant in the 80s that I could walk into a casting office as an actor and be rejected in person because the minute they find out I was gay, that was it. I was done. So I could be rejected in person where you had to sit at home and be rejected at home. So I don't know which is better. 
That's hilarious. I think that that's funny. But the fact that you got to go through the door. In oh, the but it first killed place. me. The therapy bill was, I mean, it, it killed me being told to my face, told to my face that either I wouldn't work, I should become a casting director or I should become a, uh, you know, an, an agent or a manager that I'm good. I'm funny. I'm this I'm that. You should do something else. Well, I'm glad that you are relentless to a fault. I try. Yeah. Cause I just kept showing up obsessed, a little obsessed. Cause people who are in this business have you to have be, to be. Obsessed. a little crazy. You gotta be a I'm little five crazy. minutes from a trial. Okay. <laughs> and annoying. We gotta be annoying. I'm not annoying. Yeah, you are. I am not. Yes, I don't want to be known as annoying. And I don't want to be the first one kicked off the show. I'd like to be the second. You just funny. <laughs> when you said, I am not annoying, Darren looked up and said, Darren doesn't eyes, know me. He just met me. I don't know. wreck it. And you've already annoyed him. And you've <laughs> wrecked it. We had a lovely conversation about rap. You had to see him look at Yeah, you thought Soldier Boy was a singing group uh, but it from is. the 50s. It's a girl group. It's the 60s. It's yeah. a girl. And he knew what I was talking about. He's, he's down with me. You heard what he said? Yeah, I got he's it. He's down with me. <laughs> oh, you're gonna like you're gonna like so you're gonna put me in a little box today of, of is your who day. I am. Yes, I'm gonna be put into a box of stereotypes. No, not stereotypes. I just don't think you would survive in the woods as a no. Gay you're man. right. I wouldn't survive in any way, shape, or form. It's more as a Jew in my upbringing. Yeah. my mother would be so upset. What are you doing there? Don't touch that. You don't know where it is. They were eating green things. Oh, I don't know what it was, and it wasn't from Whole Foods. No. That's all I have to know. It wasn't clean. And they they would take this th- wood and they curl it up and then they'd set a fire. I mean, just just. Just to just to boil some water, dear God, oh my it was God. exhausting. It was just exhausting, and then you were constantly dirty and sleeping in the dirt. And my back, oh my uh, back. you obviously wrote a whole set about this movie, but did you watch any other movie <laughs> this yes, weekend? Yes, I did. Yes, What'd I did. See? Yes, I saw that movie. And what just else? list them off. I don't want. I, don't I saw want Julia to... Roberts' new movie, which hasn't come out yet, called uh, Sam. And she kicks ass. Good. She's really good. The other boy is from uh, Manchester by the Sea, and he's been in the same three yeah. movies. In a row. Sad white boy. They you know? love him. Yeah. yeah, they love him. And there's Sad. somebody else in that movie. Uh, yes. Oh, Courtney Vance plays her husband. Oh, okay. And uh, I don't know if there's any big. Just other- said Julia Roberts was in uh, Homecoming with a black dude, a young black dude. She she's finally gonna get the kiss that she didn't get from Pelican, Denzel Washington. Pelican you know why? Because he would not kiss anybody. That's right. Denzel was not kissing any white woman on screen and up in their street cred. He wasn't no. ki- kissing any woman. No. He because did. Paul Lauder would, oh no, no. He, if you notice, he kissed no women. I have a friend of a friend of a friend. You never saw Out of Sight, Out of Mind, or what was it with uh, Sanaa Lathan? Well, you that never... was after that. That was after he was allowed to kiss. That, that was after his wife sort of calmed down. But all through the 90s, he didn't. I don't know that. I, I, I had heard I that through my friend Ricochet. Lydia, and she knows Pauletta. I don't That's know about wife. that. I think Denzel was not going to kiss a white woman on screen out of principle because of, of the history of black people on screen. With white women, and he, 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 I think he took a stand against that. Like, he wasn't good for him. Yeah, I like that. But I I think he was kissing who he had to kiss to bring them checks home because that house in Beverly Park is expensive. Are you going to give the address out? Dear God. No, everybody knows where these people live. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know the address. But anyway, this is Truth Serum. That annoying voice that you hear is Jason Stewart. (laughs) She's comedian, uh, actor. He was in Birth of a Nation. Played a white heterosexual Christian plantation owner in 1831. It's hard times, it's small farms. Yeah, he like raped Gabrielle Union. I you didn't see it, and movie. it was in my character. Did not me. Yeah, but it was. It, yeah, well, and she and, hasn't called me since. 
But you know what? I wanted to talk to you about that movie because you know what's funny. Um, that movie when I, I was at Sundance with you when that yes, movie came were. out, and it was like the biggest. I regret. Biggest... I regret not for. I, this is no joke aside. I think about this all the time, and I really regret that I didn't. We couldn't get a ticket for you. Right. And I regret that I didn't just do something. Oh, well, I appreciate you. I really you did. do. It was good. It was because I, I really regret that you. I didn't really realize how big this moment really was. Yeah. I thought, oh, there'll be other screenings. It'll be fine. I it, it really and this is no joke. It changed the algorithms of my body and myself as a human being. I'm in a different man right now. And the question I got the most on the green carpet, or the red carpet, or purple carpet, whatever the carpet is, was how do you feel about what this thing with Nat Turner? How did you feel about it? And I said, what I do is I take off my shoes, I put my the shoes on of my black brothers and sisters, and I just shut up and listen. And that's where I really, really learned. You know, that sometimes people just want to be heard. My opinion does not matter on that. Now, that's beautiful. Thank comedy. you. He, he knows that black people listen to this show. So that's why he was like, let me make sure that I'll start off. There we ride. go. Push me down. Push <laughs> me down. But listen, I this is what I wanted to ask you. Um, and we're going to uh, we're going to get into the show. Um, we have some two exciting guests coming in today that are truth tellers and uh, they tell it like it is. And they have very great perspectives on what we talk about as stand up comedians and the world in general. But what I wanted to ask you was I was there during Sundance. It was a big moment. Mayhem. That was a movie. I was at the party when the when the offers were coming in. Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> rest in peace, made of his own. Um, $200,000, you know, $20,000, $20,000. Yeah, they were, they were $20 going, million, rather. They were 20, going, yeah, 20 was, million, not 20000 And And Nate <laughs> didn't. So it was the biggest movie. It had the projections of all the projections. And then uh, there's a Me Too movement for Nate Parker. Nate Parker. And then. Two years ago. Right. So how how did, tell me how it feels to be a part of something that you believe is going to be one of the biggest things ever. And then in just a moment, it is taken away it by felt hearsay. Like, it felt like I was taken to the top of, you know, the mountain. And I had worked since I was um, probably, I'd say, 16 years old. I've been trying to be the best actor I can be, be the best comedian I can be, working hard. And being in a project that had all the elements that I wanted, uh, a film about somebody, I love history, about somebody in history that... Uh, had the courage to to fight against the white slave owners, a black man in 1831, uh, working with an incredibly talented cast and a director, Nate Parker, who chose me. Right. Me. I mean, it was like, he's, he was the one that chose me. And I remember mm -hmm. meeting with him and saying, thank you so much for giving me this part. We had a meeting before the film started. And he said, no, thank you. And I turned my head. And started crying. And I almost choked. Yeah, you know, I, I, it was like, I was like choking. But thank God that he went to get some papers out and brought the script out because I like put myself together. Because what kind of choking though? <laughs> was it gay oral sex choking or was it, I don't, I don't think, know. We're, we're, we're talking, <laughs> we'll go to that. Oh God. I, just, I gotta, I gotta get you out of your primitive. You got on your your Heathcliff Huxtable sweater today, so you came in here all primitive. I'm not, no, popular. please, that, don't even say that, don't. Even, and you've got on some, don't. Even, I, I don't. I can be so mean, and I'm not going to. You don't. So you I can did. Be. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Not to you, because I love you. So I, I, what I'll say is, is that it changed me. Yeah, it I just remember. so completely changed me as an artist. And then the excitement about the film, I really didn't get how, until I walked on that stage at Sundance where Nate had invited not just the big movie stars in the cast, everybody in the cast, and I was only number 12 on the call sheet, mm -hmm. everybody in the, in the cast, um, 
all the uh, producers, directors, writers, actors, anybody's assistant, everybody that was there, it was like, we are family. I'm my mom, my sisters, and me. I remember. And it was such an incredible, and if you guys want to see it, you can go to YouTube and you can actually see because people filmed it. Mm -hmm. It was so exciting. And then all of a sudden this thing happened. This woman wrote this, uh, her name is uh, Gay, oh, I forgot her name. She writes for the New York Times and it's, I blocked it out sort of in my mind. And she wrote an opinion piece about her feelings about this. And then I read everything that I could get my hands on what happened so I could understand because I knew people were going to ask me questions. If you are just tuning in, this is Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. And we are talking to Jason Stewart, my co-host today, who is uh, taking us through the journey of Birth of a Nation At Sundance. from Sundance to uh, the Me Too movement uh, moment. Um, we didn't film. know anything from Me Too. We right. didn't know. It, it was that's what it, my it was, point. It is. was right before all this started. And, and 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 just to be clear, to people who don't know, Nate Parker at 19 years old was going to college. He was uh, having a sexual relationship with with a white woman in this college, and she came to his dorm room for a party, drunk with condoms, asking to have sex with him. Later, she said that he had that he raped her. He said no. He was completely shocked and that the court trial went on. He was offered a plea deal. He did not take it and he was acquitted by an all white jury. And those were the facts of what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, basically he said, she said between the two of them, you'll never know, but he says it didn't happen. And then in 2012, she killed herself and had a child by another man out of wedlock. I don't know who the uh, um, man is. And Nate did not know this because he had not kept in touch with mm -hmm. her over the years. And he wrote a very heart-wrenching piece in on Facebook about, you know, when you know better, you do better, uh, basically was the theme of it. Uh, people did not care. So let me ask you this. And, I, and you know, I, I and want to... we were to... asked not to talk about it by everybody. We were told not to speak about it. Wait, are you allowed? You can, you, you now can speak I can, it. yeah. Okay. At, at the time, it, we were told not to speak about it. And it was devastating because so, there were 400 other people in this film. This wasn't the Nate Parker story. This is the Nat Turner story. And there were yeah. 400 other people who were involved in this film who had careers writing on it, who producers, writer, you know, the, 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 well, not the writer, but because he wrote it, but, uh, you know, other actors, other producers, other, the cinematographer. I mean, people were devastated because the film was such as, the film is brilliant. And if anybody wants to watch it, they can go to HBO, HBO On Demand or Amazon and you can watch it. It's great. Yeah. It's a great movie. I've heard that argument. We've heard it recently with all of the people who lost their jobs when Roseanne lost her job, which is a very common argument when these things happen in productions that everybody else has to pay the price. Um, I, uh, I'm going to ask the hard question. Um, I want to make sure that we, uh, that if you want to listen, guys, if you want to be involved in the conversation, we want to hear what you have to say. 310-986-6610. What say you? We care about your truth. I want to bring Norman and Ryan in on the conversation, but I want to ask you this before we do the one sure. question that I want to ask. Do you think that if, if, uh, Nate's wife would have been black, that this would have been as big of an issue. That started before. Okay. That, that's because people did not know what her race was. Right. And that started before there was talk about that through of what I had heard, and I'm only repeating what I've heard from other people in the cast, by, by other black women in the, in the cast, that it had been a, black women were upset about that. And then I had also heard from my publicist at the time, and this is not, I'm not telling you that I know this for sure, that Harvey Weinstein was very, very upset that he didn't get the film. Mm -hmm. And he uh, had told this story and, and gave it to the press 
Okay. And he had leaked the story, which had already been on uh, Nate Parker's Wikipedia page. Well, you heard that here on Truth Serum First, Harvey Weinstein. The chickens have come home to roost, Hi, Harvey. You uh, got but that brother that, me too? I'm say, be clear again. I don't say it as a fact. I say it as hearsay. I know. I'm just trying to get Allegedly. followers, Jason. So, okay. okay. <laughs> Let him stay. We'll clear, clarify it later. Um, thank you uh, for telling that story because I've always wanted to hear... Um, you know, I, I wanted to hear from you because I was there and I, I, I watched the moment and I watched the momentum. And then from one day to the next, it became something else. And it was just such a horrible thing to see because um, Anjanu was great. And, oh, my and, uh, God. People in that movie, everybody that was there showed Esther, up. Esther Scott. Esther uh, was great. Uh, Penelope uh, Ann Cruz Penelope, was Penelope amazing. Penelope Miller. And Miller. And Miller. Miller. Uh, my bad. Uh, Roger Ganvir Smith. Uh, um, uh, Mark Boone Jr. Army uh, Hammer. Army Hammer. Yeah. Uh, so many wonderful, Jack Earl Haley, so many wonderful, Coleman Domingo, yeah, so many wonderful, wonderful actors who did. So uh, why, if you haven't seen the movie, it's on HBO. HBO On Demand, also on Demand. Amazon are the two easiest places to get it. iTunes too. Okay. So we are, um, we're, this is a Monday. And it December took me a 3rd. year. It took me a year, honestly, to get over it. Okay. So like, that's white privilege. You that That is Jason continuing on about how horrible it was for him. You know, everybody else, damn no. you, it was a horrible moment for no, me. No, come on, stop that. That's not true. It's um, it's it's me. It's it was it was took me it took me a lot. It was hard. It's hard. I was there. You act like I like I no, but I mean, talk, I know, but they don't know our the depth of our relationship. They don't okay. know what we do when we're alone in the dark. Okay. Uh, well, we don't do much. And anybody who's listening to the show, uh, she's knows touched that. me inappropriately several <laughs> times. Um, Norman, uh, how are you, Norman? You join us uh, in this. There's too much of Jason right now. We need to balance the floor with another white man. Oh boy. <laughs> Good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well, Norman. Norman is, uh, I met Norman um, through his panel at Politicon. Please tell people what you do. What's the, uh, the what, your website and what it's all about? Sure. So uh, I'm the founder of Is It Funny or Offensive? It's a platform about humor, culture, where things cross the line. Is there a line at all? And if so, who draws it? It has no bias. It sort of curates and uh, we write journalistic articles about things going on in the media, something a celebrity did, something Trump did, um, something else that goes sideways that causes a riff in culture, and we ask people to weigh in and literally vote funny or offensive and, uh, and, and comment and, and share their thoughts. I love that. I think it's really exciting that you've created that because it's really about a conscious level for our country and you you know what's going on. I really think it's smart. Well, it's a really old conversation, and I... I sort of bought the URLs, funny or offensive and related things like that, many years ago, like 10 years ago, and only drilled down on it about three and a half years ago. It was actually after the Charlie Hebdo attacks when mm -hmm. cartoonists were killed over drawing his mom. And I thought, wow, there's some real world ramifications of humor and how it's received. Um, maybe there's some merit in... Uh, gathering all these people that seem to like to talk about it, yell about it on social media, but no one had planted their flag on that conversation, that piece of real estate. Mm -hmm. um, so we put together a website, threw up a Facebook page, and that was just uh, now a little over three years ago, and now it has 1.6 million followers. And I was I was very um, honored to be a part of your panel. Um, I, You know what's funny? Um, we're going to take a quick break in a minute. We're going to come back and really get into it. I had no idea who I was sitting next to, which was 
I think it was be better for me because uh, then afterwards I went online and started researching the people that I was sitting with. And I was sitting next to Roaming Millennial, who's very problematic when it comes to uh, talking about issues that have to do with people in marginalized groups, which is marginalized groups, which I think is interesting for someone who's half Asian. And then I was sitting next to the young man who brought, I guess, the fucking alt-right with him. And they were all cheering and booing and sitting off in the corner. And I was sitting there listening to young people spewing rhetoric that sounds so familiar as a person of color, of, of things that my parents and my grandparents had to hear from people who didn't see them as their equal and didn't see and and not to say that they that was going on excuse me for interrupting that was going on while you were on the panel well that we were they, these are the people i was sitting with and wow. they have built a great following um saying things like you know the forefathers and uh drew the constitution and government to represent the um to represent the people, not reflect them. That's one of the roaming millennials things. And I represent was just, them, but not reflect. Yeah, them. she was. She Ooh. she made a whole video about that. The forefathers, and I'm like, yeah, oh. of course. The four white men who owned slaves and didn't see women as equals believed they were reflecting the people because they didn't see everybody else as a person. Black people weren't even seen as a human being at the time. But it was just interesting that I was sitting amongst wow. them. And uh, ignorance is bliss because I even told the roaming millennial bitch that her dress was cute. And I was like, I would have taken that. <laughs> so what? Oh, you want to take a break? Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. It's okay. 520. And when we come back, Ryan Davis is going to be joining us. And this is Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. Jason Stewart is co-hosting. Norman Golightly is in the house with the website, Norman. Is it funny or offensive? <laughs> if anybody wants to look me up, it's Jason Stewart, S-T-U-A-R-T, Stuart. Stuart is in the house and uh, Ryan Davis is coming in. We're going to take a quick break. Darren, you still with me? I'm here. Uh, sometimes I don't know. All right, we'll be he right back. He has a hoodie on. I don't know why it's not that cold in here. Rest in peace, Aliyah.
Good girls gotta get down with the gangsters. Go ahead, girl, put some back and some neck up on it. While I stand up in the background and check up on it. Shut up, Jason. Shut up, Jason. This is going to be beat up on the, uh, uh, the Jew. Huh? Is, oh, don't you even start that. I'm going to go beat up on the Jew because if you're going to go there, you don't want to start If you with say me. shut up, Jason, you're being anti-Semitic. Do you see what we've come to right now? That's you just dissed the LGBTQ Jews. <laughs> and you know, you better learn your your whole, it's LGBTQIA+. Yeah, yes. I'm not going with this. They, they've added three more letters. I know, but I can't. It's as much as I can remember. I have no more RAM left. <laughs> Um, Ryan Davis has joined the conversation. Give it up for Ryan Davis. Yeah. Uh, Norman Golightly is here. Give it up for Norman. We didn't give it up for him when we first got here. Jason, Norman. you got to clap for others. It can't, can't be about me. you. Um, but they can hear you. So uh, Norman Golightly has a website called Is It Funny or Offensive? .com, and we did a panel at Politicon. Uh, Ryan Davis has b- become um, one of the voices that has risen from social media, Facebook and Instagram alike, talking about the things that make people uncomfortable, saying, speaking his opinion unapologetically and talking about uh, he, he doesn't miss some of the things that a lot of people other miss the, the other people miss. He did a video on uh, Sierra and yeah. that's where he ca- <laughs> that's when he captured me. Because as a single mom, my point of view was so different about uh, the introduction of another man to your children. When you start share it, share it with everybody, so the people at home will know. Oh yeah, I'm I'm uh, from North Carolina originally. I'm pretty conservative about the way I go about anything. And uh, the thing was, uh, Sierra has a child, a uh, future junior, um, and the video was more or less about the number of guys that's been around, like and where I didn't see the value, like I didn't see the value 
in in dating a woman who has a history of bringing a lot of guys around her child like that, and it was like she was in the public. I love the way you said so that. I didn't see dudes. the value. I really love that. That's, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see because I would say it a little differently. I know, but you know, you learn finesse. Yeah, after a while. <laughs> I, have a, I have a big thing about that because I think that you, when you have a kid, the kid has to come first. It's not a bracelet. Absolutely. It, it's not a ring. It's not It's not a pair of luggage. It's not a coach bag. It's an actual child with feelings. And I have two. And I'm single and no one I've, I've ever dated has met my children. We got to get to a certain point. I don't have any children because I, you know, I have nice furniture. Oh, man. <laughs> that is uh, Jason Stewart uh, <laughs> talking to uh, Ryan Davis. And, you know, Ryan, um, the, a lot of people, I, I talked about your video and I came under fire because people were saying that I was slut shaming Sierra. And I wasn't, it, didn't, it wasn't even coming from that. For me, it was coming from the point of view of being a single mom and having to be judicious about who you bring around your kids. And whether you're liberal or conservative, you still have to think about the children because they too have rights. It has nothing to do with your women's rights when you are, right. you're imposing on the, your children. Yeah. Um, but so I, I, anyway, that we, I digress. We talked about and that. She's story. got two. Can I say the F word here? What's the F word? Fuck. Yeah. I, she has two fucking great kids. Oh. She has raised. I was some, like, I thought he was going to say something no, about my kids. No, but she has kids. raised like, two. Two gay boys? No, nah, I don't. Well, once like, a girl, so it'll be, unless she's changing. Um, oh. <laughs> but, uh, she has two incredible children, and, and she is really, really, her life is. The first part of your life is you wouldn't be. That's why. So you got to support this woman because the first part of her life she raised those kids. So now she needs to have a career. So everybody needs yeah. to support. But some it's your Ida job Rodriguez. as a parent to protect your kids, and a lot of people forget that. Man, once you have a child, your life is no longer only yours. You know what I mean? And whenever you date somebody, your child can become attached to them, and then they can be taken away. You know what I mean? From that person, and that affects the child. Seriously, for the so rest of just, their lives, yeah, for the rest of their lives, so you gotta be judicious with that. And if you're not, you're being an irresponsible parent, in my opinion. And that, and he—that's what he—that's what he says, Norman. Uh, Ryan uh, puts these videos out, but he makes it very clear that this is his point of view. A lot of a lot of it causes controversy. Oh yeah, but I'm very clear on where I stand. Like so, and I don't mind people disagreeing with me. Can I ask you a question? The first pe thing that people are thinking at home is: is Are you married to your to the mom of the kids? Oh, they love to point that out. No, I'm just no. Okay, are they both <laughs> no. are they both from the same mom? Absolutely. Are you living with this woman? No. So you guys are separated. So, yeah. So you were in a relationship when you had the children. No. No, you weren't. Oh, okay. No, no I was a whore. And um. Okay. Well, I hope the Jason, kids... you're really good at these questions. No, because it's important for bam, people bam, at home bam, to bam. know. No, no, no. And, and nah. he, and he, it's, all, it's because and, he's made his own judgment. And it's like, no, this I'm is, not. This is truth serum, uh, despite what Jason might want yeah. you to right, 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 right. <laughs> Let me go down the thing because I, no, I, I being yeah. being where I'm from, and I was raised. You know, how old are you? Tell us how. I'm 31. Okay. And I was raised in a two parent household. My parents married 30 some odd years, whatever. I had already, I had only saw it one way. And that was the way that I wanted it, but that's not the way life. Life doesn't turn out exactly like you think. And I and I'm, although I'm pro-choice in my life, there's no, you know what I mean. I'm not doing. She actually wanted to uh, get abortions, and uh -huh. I was, and we had a real conversation about. It and I was like, no, I want both. I want my children. It's it's fine. Um, and so we have two children, and we co-parent. And I mean. You know, we have... Where does she live? She lives in North Carolina. And where do you live? I live in L.A. That's okay, that's it. Enough. Enough already. Badgering the witness. 
I'm just asking some people at home know where you're where you're at. Yeah, nah, I'm I'm open about this. But don't you think these facts are important? Very much so. And I mean they are important, but I feel like he's leading. Not to this show. Not to this show, because today we came here to talk about what's offensive and not offensive, not if you've made good choices in your life. The great choices, man. Like if listen, a lot of people in comedy get in these relationships. And the person doesn't support them. The mother of my children has been supportive from day one. And that's how I ended up in this situation. And she don't work to this day because I take care of her does and my children. Does she like girls? Does she like, yeah, I she need does. Some, I'm joking. <laughs> but, I, need support, I need support like that. I but need, yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. she's a lesbian? Nah, nah. Oh my oh. God, don't you even say nah. that. I don't know, but that's what I was thinking. I mean, nah, you said that she like girls. She, yeah, that's a thing. You can like girls and not be a lesbian. You yeah, no. You gotta read, you gotta get up on your letters. You're, as a representative of... Your community, you are really bad. Wait, wait, how uh, do you... <laughs> tell them, Ryan, tell them. Tell you're, them. you're not very good at this. Uh, I tell people I, who I, like girls, <laughs> they identify as queer, and oh. they are not necessarily lesbians. Boom. They sexually, uh, they can go out and have sex with other women, but they don't identify as lesbians because they don't want to be in a relationship with lesbians. Not Some a romantic are, relationship. Yeah, they're gender Oh, fluid. okay, I just go. learned something today. Okay, well, you know... Miley I, Cyrus is queer. Oh, yes, of course I know, yeah. And I'm... And I'm gay only on the weekends because I can't be gay during the week. It's just too exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now now uh, we are taking the turn. Darren, yeah. even Darren is laughing. But what's, Darren offen- is like, what's <laughs> but what's offensive and not? Oh, it's... Uh- no, I, I how how old was Sierra's kids? I'm curious. Oh man! Uh, or when she, you made the video, how? Uh, she didn't have the one with Russell yet. She okay. had just... Uh, her and Russell had just got engaged. The baby That's, was not even. He was very young. He was very he, young. I don't think he was. It's one. Serena, or what's her name? S- Serena. Is Sierra. Serena Williams. Oh, no, no, I'm talking who about is Sierra. It, the girl? Sierra. Sierra. So Sierra is a singer, right? Yeah, Sierra. Yeah. Look, what are you? You ready to just hit me over the head? Well, they, they all look no, alike. No, because Serena it. is married so, to her husband and has a child. I thought Serena was the guy with the dark hair on Bewitched. Okay. <laughs> Great save, Jason. He, there, but the baby. The Before baby, now. And yeah, but how was, long have they been together? Oh, uh, yeah. So he was probably one and a half, about to turn two, or somewhere around that. Whenever I made that video. Yeah. So and, and it wasn't even about judging her. It was more about who will speak for the children. Um, for me, it was like who who will speak for the children, you know? And and I don't want to stay on that video because then it'll become about this, and it'll be that we did a show badgering Sierra and we slut shamed. I love her. That's the yeah. thing. It's all love. I just. My perspective was just what it was. You know what I mean? And I don't, I'm not one to say that the way that I feel is 100% right, but this is how I, this is where I stand. Well, with I it. love Barbara Streisand, but I don't like every song on the wall album. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it see, makes perfect I, sense. Every song I don't love. He always brings it back to some gayness. Like, <laughs> I love Barbara Streisand. Listen, <laughs> you always bring it back to some white privilege stuff. That, so that's that it. reference was super gay, and I was just like, I'm going to just sit here and, <laughs> and just sit Barbara in it. Barbara has a new album out we right now. It, it should be called I Hate Bush, you know. Uh, Trump, rather. Oh, my God. Please, please Can't correct that, that today. right now. No, not yeah, today. I can't say that today, no matter what he did when he was in office. So, Norman, I want to ask you this. You uh, you have a website that goes out, and it your website is actively checking what the hot points are, right? Yeah, so we sort of pay attention to what people are talking about when people say things cross the line or not, or this thing was offensive or not. Uh, you know, part of it, a very small part of it really is about comedians, because I personally put comedians in a separate category. Mm-hmm. I think 
comedians are there to provoke and push the envelope and push cultural conversations and take risks and sometimes fall on their face and get in trouble for doing so. I don't think comedians are representative of the general culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they've been under attack. I mean, certainly since I go back to uh, uh, Tracy Morgan doing a joke joke off the cuff in his act to... uh, and I'm not saying whether I agree with either one of these guys or Michael Richards doing a joke off the off the cuff. What is acceptable what, to Kathy Griffin doing a, uh, a photograph by a uh, famous photographer off the cuff? Go ahead. I'm gonna let, let, I'm gonna let, let no, my guests. You gotta let. No, but you gotta let. There's Stuart three. There's people. Let's that, those three different people who come from completely three different backgrounds who have created things that I may not agree with or like. And I have to say, all of those things I didn't care for, but. As a comedian from working in nightclubs for literally 35 years next year, you know, 35 years working in comedian clubs, I see I have seen comedians say the most vile things about me before I go on stage. I mean, vile. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And it's <laughs> and yeah, and she actually likes me. And um so that's that's the way it is and you have to either take it or in the days that's what I was that you have to either take it or you have to get off the bus because there is no choice. You can't tell someone else what to say or what to do. I've just gotten I've walked out of the room sometimes. I I absolutely love what you said. You know, and that's listen, Lenny Bruce used to get arrested. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like drive pushing the envelope is a comedian's job, and uh, I'm a really big Patrice O'Neill guy, mm-hmm. and I agree with him. He was great too. Yeah, God rest his soul, man. When, Just a great comic. Whenever he said, "Everybody has the right to try to be funny." Now, if it's not funny, you got to deal with the consequences. Exactly. You got to right. deal with the consequences. But everybody, every comic has the right for the attempt. You know what I mean? And we know what we're getting into whenever we get but it. But does the crime meet the punishment? That's what I think. Yeah. Was it, you know, what happened to Kathy Griffin to have the president That actually, wasn't good. Let's see. Uh, it wasn't a good, it wasn't was a good. way, way, way. I see Marcus King making a face over there when uh, he when he said about uh, Patrice O'Neill said, everybody has a right to be funny, but you got to deal with the consequences. What was that face? I mean, I don't miss anything. You know, I'm a Virgo. No, he just knows that I'm a huge Patrice, Patrice O'Neill, O'Neill, O'Neill fan. We have a running joke. Okay. So, okay. Just wanted to make sure to let you know that i know what the fuck that's is going guy. on yeah here. that's listen that that dude shaped a lot of what i am in comedy uh, one yeah. of my top favorite comics yeah. and as a woman people don't expect me to go that route of comedy but that's where i where i dwell and where i'm most comfortable i just want to quickly say about what you said like so i think that with those three instances for very different tracy morgan um made a joke about homosexuality and his reaction you know what was interesting to me was that from those of us who come from groups uh ethnic groups where homosexuality is perceived as a sin by people who are religious Mm -hmm. who have a perception that is the reality of how some of us grew up my my stepfather used to say they should put all gay people on an island an island and set them on fire and my uncle who (laughs) raised me was gay so but let me finish so just 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 a quick sidebar no different in my family. Right. Okay. So we grew up the my, same way. My point is that the fact that somebody wrote a joke to to express that because that is the reality in the lives of so many people. I didn't think was, I didn't take offense to it because I think that what he was expressing was the exact point of Satirical. what homophobia, and it's all exactly what homophobia is: fear. 
So he made a joke about that, and he was penalized heavily. It wasn't Outrage. a written joke; it was an off-the-cuff joke. Well, but we, but what I'm saying Which is was even he, a little different. More. Yeah, but he was still it was, he was working out on stage, exactly. and if you know Tracy Morgan, I was about to you know, say this is Tracy. He yes. does that. All Tracy the time. says some outlandish yes. things. Yes. You don't go to a Tracy Morgan show thinking, you know, I'm gonna hear some stuff that's really put together tonight. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> hear something wild. You're gonna hear something wild, and and not to say that. You know, um, that excuses him no. in any type of way. But, I mean, know who you're who you going to go see. You know yes. what I mean? Like, when I heard the story about the Tracy Morgan thing, I was more like, yeah, that sounds like something that, uh, that, I, would, that I would hear at a, a Tracy Morgan show. Sounded like my dad. Yeah. Do you want the other side of that, though, just from a gay person, the other side of that? So I was that kid. Yeah. I was that kid that got beat up. I was that kid that was followed home. I was that kid that was smashed into the lockers. I was that kid that was socked in the face. And so were all the black people, the ones who were I'm not, enslaved. I'm just, just give me this for a minute before yeah. we go into something else. Now we and then we'll go to it. the other side for the other things. Just just a second, mm-hmm. really. So just to know and let, and let me know that I respect, I give this man mad respect. Because I think he's one of the funniest fuckers I've ever seen. Makes me laugh every time I see him. And I love freestyle comedy. Love it. And I'm willing to give him a pass for that because there was a moment, and I re- and I and I get what Ida's saying about where he came from and where and where the lineage of it and his age group and everything, and I get where it came from. But there are repercussions for what when you say something, and do you want to be that person? And I'm you know I, I'm not cut, cutting someone off the the block for that. Yeah. Myself. Do you feel like? The repercussions were too harsh because he had to go on a whole apology tour. Yeah, and that was ridiculous. <sighs> and that's what he gets for apologizing. And I'm going to disagree with you. Everybody who goes to a comedy show will get their feelings hurt if they take every joke personally. Oh, yeah. And I, no, that, no, 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 I'm, I'm with you. Where do you draw the line? I'm, I'm with and you. And listen, when you say that you were the kid that was, you know, you were the kid that was beat up and you were but the I'm kid. But I'm also that, older than most of the, you yeah. are the two. So I'm older than you. So there's a different there's a different time and there's a different place and it has affected. Oh. Me is it, it has it has affected me in my life always. My, uh, the closest person to me in my life is my younger brother. He travels on tour with me. He does everything with me. He handles my merchandise. Like when I made it, we made it. That's the closest person Could to I me in my life. No. Yeah. <laughs> so he and he's he's gay, and we have two homophobic parents. Uh huh. You know what I mean. So you know so I you went. Get it. Yeah. No, I get it, and I went through that with him. But he's not sensitive. To those type of jokes, he's, he, you, you, he's I'm more not of it. It's got to be good. I'm not. But if I'm, you're gonna do it, like, cause we went to an Aerie Spears show, and Aerie Spears does. Oh, that. he did. It. I have a story about him. He, but you're he not has, gonna tell it right now, cause Norman has oh, got something yes. to say, and we're Go gonna ahead. let Norman. Yes, thank please. you. Cool. Well, again, I I think comedians should fall in a separate category. Never, yeah. not everyone feels that way. I do, but too. I think put com- put comics in a separate category. Uh, and there's a lot of factors that go into all these judgments. I think context. Where was the joke told? Did you tell it at the improv at midnight? That's that's very different than telling it on Twitter. It's very different than telling it at your office. Um, I agree. And I think these things, that's that's a super big factor. You used to content. be able to tell a joke late at night, bomb, and, and do a joke that didn't work that was terrible. You get off stage and no one would right. see it. Now someone's got their cell phone out. They catch that one bad moment. You go viral and you're dead. And I love Ida Rodriguez. Is it a joke? Because context is everything. Like the Michael Richards thing. I was waiting but, on the punchline. Yeah. I just I couldn't find it. That, that was my issue. 
total bomb. That, that was my, but it that wasn't was my a joke. Issue. That was a rant and it was a meltdown. I was and like, I was waiting on the premise, the yeah. setup. I was like, the punches all just coming. Was bombing it's, fast. <laughs> he was irritated uh, from the people that were there who said he was irritated by the black people in the audience. He was not doing well. He got frustrated. He had a meltdown. And that wasn't a joke. It was a direct attack on some of the members that were in the audience who were offending him. That's not a joke. No. That's that's the next factor I can bring up. Intent. But but, but he... But he... he at the time, and I'm just being devil's advocate because mm-hmm. I totally disagree with what he what he did, and I can't imagine saying something like that. But I I can't imagine even thinking that that would be funny. Myself, but if he would have said kite 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 uh, uh, seventy million times, I've had shit, it my show me. might get canceled for saying that on here. He would have said he that was, on a. They would yeah. he would have never. But do you ever think that his again? career yeah. should have? You think but that, he has he worked again? Yeah, he has. He was a regular. Really? He was a regular. That sounds on, about right. <laughs> he, he, he was a regular on the Christy Alley show. But uh, he, you have to say though that his career has been very hurt by it. And no, I, and, uh, and nah, I, everybody comes back. I, I just got Big a. Louis I, C.K. will what, come back. I just He's got coming a back now. No, He's, I'm talking about when you use the N word. I mean, I just made some cookies. You know what I mean? From Paula Dean from the Food Network. She got her spot back. It was, you always get it back when you use the N word. Don't worry. Just well, give it a couple get it back months. When you use the F word You'll be too. Back. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say the intent of the joke. You can yeah. tell a mean joke Listen, or, or a I rough have no I can't problem. Imagine, yeah. You brought up C.K. when he was talking about his joke, the N word. That is a brilliant joke. One of the best jokes ever. That is a brilliant joke. I don't have an issue with you saying the N-word, but it better be good. That's my thing. It better be good. If you know something is considered derogatory or offensive and you're walking down that line, just know you got to be a different level. And Louis C.K. will work again. He He's will already work working again. I was at the cellar a few yeah. weeks ago, and he had just yeah, gotten not, off stage. But that's, not, that's that's doing a, that's working out. And, but you, is he ever? Is he going to be able to? He see, is he going to be able to? Have, I, I you know I don't know. We'll Listen, th- this is uh, you're if listening I'm a, if to. I, if I'm a promoter, mm-hmm. and if putting Louis C.K. on a ticket is going to make me money, why would I not do it? Absolutely. Depends how you feel about it. They're going to make the money. And I'm a man? No, they're going to make the money. How many, how many men, how the, many men vilify the, him? I meant the, the majority of you. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure how I feel about all of this. I, I, I'm not, I don't really know how I feel Unsure yet. is not no, though. No, it's not no. You see what I'm saying? Unsure is no. I don't no. think what he did... Um, Oh God! So this is—I I don't think. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're guys were afraid to talk. You about, know what's funny? I, it's I a wo- there's a woman sitting on the microphone, and yeah. these two men are going back and forth talking about what Louis C.K. being offensive. I don't know. And that is the reality of the world that we live Listen, in. Today. That's why I'm staying quiet. Yeah, no. no but I'll say. Do let you me really just feel say that way? First, wait a minute. First of all, we are live on Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez, Jason Collins. Um, Jason Stewart is in the house. Norman Gomez. Jason Collins. Oh, I'm a, and Ryan, I'm a sports figure now. Um, Davis, ooh, you know who Jason Collins is. Isn't and he the gay comedian. guy that played football? No, there's also no. He was basketball. <laughs> Michael Sam was football. Yeah, and I Jason Collins is also you're a the stand-up. worst gay in the world. You know that? <laughs> I'm what? You're the worst gay uh, in the world. He like did the thing. No, that was good. He won. He's one for eight <laughs> since I've been in here, and we haven't <laughs> even been in here long. But it's hard to remember all. Even of, when all he's the, uh, right, gays. he's wrong. But <laughs> I'm not even 
fucking gay. This is your but apparently community. you have a gay brother, so you have a direct line. Nah, <laughs> not more direct than living it. You're gay. <laughs> well, everything about my life isn't gay, gay, gay. Everything about my life isn't gay either, believe it or but not. But apparently it's more than mine. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to disagree. There's some experiences I'm sure you have that I haven't dabbled in. I'm gonna be- oh, dabble is the best word ever when you're talking to somebody gay. Yeah, I, I have not dabbled in that. I haven't dabbled that. in that. I'm sorry. Listen, if you are listening, we want to hear what you think. Um, we're talking about what is funny, what is offensive, where do you draw the line. We're talking about civility. Uh, the number is 310-986-6610. I want to quickly um, just take a turn right here because um, we get into these spirited conversations and uh, I want to make sure that we cover some of the things that we wanted to cover today because of the people who are in here. The perspectives, the point of views are so uh, important to me to hear about what we're talking about. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson wrote a, a letter. Look, he took a deep breath. He wrote a letter to his followers um, and he finally addressed uh, because he has been targeted by the Ariana Grande Grande mob. Um, first, first and foremost, let me just say I did use the K word. All and those I girls meant, with be quiet, 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 quiet. I meant no offense to uh, the Jewish community. I know it's Hanukkah, and they, there was just <laughs> a uh, massacre in a in a synagogue. And I, I just want to be sensitive to the people who were listening. That yeah. it was in the spirit of making it's all a about point. context. It's but, all um, about context. So, but I, you got to be at this point. You got to make these qualifications, and you got to say this stuff they'll because they'll take a it, sound bite. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I just wanted to say, so Pete Davidson finally spoke out, and he said. Um, one of the things he said is, I'm not going to kill myself because that is such a common comment from trolls. They tell you to go, go kill, kill yourself, yourself yep. right? And he said, I'm not going to kill myself. Pete Davidson has been um, uh, under attack quite a bit um, because of what happened. I see Ryan making a face. So everybody on this microphone is, in, is connected to stand-up comedy, stand-up comedian. I want to hear what you guys think about that. When do you go in? When do you finally address the trolls? How do you feel about this? Uh, Ariana, Ariana Grande, and, <laughs> Ariana. Uh, and Ariana, and and her fan base are lucky she didn't break up with me. He's handling this a lot different than me. I'm I'm mean, so I don't. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to attack me all day, and then I'm going to write a spirited letter. We would just be going at it all day. I, um, but my thing is, Pete. It's hard for me to feel bad for Pete because Pete says some crazy stuff. He he says some attention getting stuff. You know, his father passed in the trade tower stuff and mm -hmm. he made jokes about it on the roast yeah. and people in comics handle pain different they talk about it but i'm saying he he says some stuff that toes that line often so when you toe the line often and then somebody is attacking you and you feel some kind of way it's hard for me to turn around then and go i feel bad for you i i, I don't you know i i can't I'm sorry. I I just That's can't. The bed you're making. You're getting yeah. yeah. You know, and now you're getting attacked by a bunch of seventeen year old girls. With deal with it. Angry with girls. Yeah. <laughs> deal with it. It's cool. Norman. Norman. Well, yeah. I don't know know enough about the Ariana Grande situation, but I <laughs> I, I did follow very closely the stuff on Siren Live a few weeks ago mm -hmm. when he did the eye patch joke about the uh, the veteran who had lost his eye in battle and was running for Congress in Texas. Right. Not especially funny. Um, oh, you've seen something funny from him. Yeah. Cool. That is dope. But, you don't have to give me that uh, video. A week later, 
they did this big apology on, mm -hmm. on Weekend Update. And it was an amazing moment. I thought it was great that they did it, but I didn't know why. The moment was really great. It was an awesome moment. I thought the guy, the congressman, I wish I knew his name. I could pull it up on my phone. But he was super funny. His timing was great. His making fun of Pete Davidson was funny. Wait, wait, but, wait, wait, wait. Let him finish. But, Let him finish. but why? That's I've never seen Saturday Live do an apology about anything. And so this was the one thing where they went too far that upset, I don't know, veterans. Like, this was what was interesting to us. It was like, you guys make fun of stuff for 90 minutes once a week, you know, 20 weeks a year, whatever it is, for 40 years, 45 years. I've never seen you come out and do an apology. And you've done the N-word on the show. You've done a lot of things on the show that have upset people. And this was the thing that you came out and apologized for. I don't know. Cool. I love it. I thought it was a neat moment, but I don't know why that was the thing. I thought it was fascinating. Because they, they, they did a one-two combo. They assault, they uh, offended veterans and disabled people <laughs> all at one time. So it was like a one-two punch. It was like a man, an eyeless, one-eyed man. We're America. Yeah. Our, our veterans. What do you mean? No, we're not going to... Uh, feed our homeless veterans, yeah. but you don't talk about the ones with one eye. Yeah. You know, that's... But a little context here also. <laughs> uh, Pete Davidson has spoke a lot about mental illness, of his own problem with it in his act. He's talked a lot about it, uh, certainly, and on, on I watch Sarah Live every week. I don't usually miss an episode. I've watched it quite a bit. And at the same time, um, I would pray pray that somebody that famous would become my boyfriend so I could break up with him and get all this attention. Well, Stewart, can I ask you a question? This is a serious question. Jason Stewart. Jason Stewart. Mr. Stewart. Yeah. Mr. Stewart. Jason. Jason. Okay. You know a well-adjusted comedian? A comedian that's <laughs> just... <laughs> I mean, cause the, but you see where I you see where I am well, with it. Like look, I'm not I'm, I don't no. do pity parties, dog. No. Like that's yeah. not no. But I'm, I'm with thing. you on this. And, I'm, and I'm like you, you said, I, I'm I, that's why I stand on everything I say. Yep. You can you can tell me that I'm I'm wrong, and you can prove to me that I'm wrong, and I'll see it another way. But I'll still stand on yep. what I said because everybody. How can you laugh when I make fun of this group of people, but then say it's not okay to make fun of this group of people? Yep. That's not equality. That's no. not. That's not no. You, no one is exempt. If we if we're really being equal about everything, and we're really you know, and this is about art. This is my art. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. This isn't when I when do, I yeah. do comedy. I put my all into this. I, I. That's another thing about the Pete Davidson thing. You research that guy before you talk about his eye. You talk of you uh, figure out how he lost his eye. But nobody on the Everything. show did, though. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's irresponsible. They, yeah, I think so. That's too. irresponsible. You're. That's why they're apologizing. They're apologizing because they didn't do their due diligence. Mm -hmm. And whenever you're, if this is what you're serious about, this is your art. This is then you were just really. Then were you being? That's. That's what bothers I, listen, me about the when I, I some agree. stuff. That's not that's not being funny. Why why would you tell a joke about something you don't have the information why do you keep on? Right. Pointing at me. I I didn't didn't do no no no. <laughs> this is my. I'm talking in this direction. I'm talking my hands. You, I feel attacked. I talk, no, but no. that's because it's always about you. Yeah. No. It's it's literally. I, I feel Man. like when you jump into a subject and you don't have all the information and you you deserve all the backlash that comes to you because you were being ignorant and there's no reason to be ignorant in the Google age. I agree. Listen, and then listen, mind you, I did a show to raise money for Puerto Rico earlier in the year and Pete was on the show 
And one of his jokes was about the Manchester tragedy at the Ariana Grande uh, concert before he even started dating her. He, he made a joke about how you, you know that uh, Ariana Grande is more famous than Britney Spears because there's never been a, tr- a bombing. Well, then Britney he was Spears. sleeping with her. No, he wasn't sleeping with her at the time. He, didn't he wanted know, to. Yeah. Well, he got, it, he, he got her attention because then there was a bunch of uh, media about it. And then I guess that, that might And then she did the show. She did SNL yeah. as a guest. And then yeah. And then that's met. a... But what I'm saying, listen, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to finish. We're going to continue this conversation. Um, this is Truth Serum Live with Aida Rodriguez. By the way, next weekend, uh, this weekend, starting Thursday, I will be at the House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona. Ooh. Come see a lady headline. I, I'm going to be at the House of Comedy, too. Oh, nice. But I'm going to be at the one in Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, I'm there in March. So you're there You're there this weekend. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday through Sunday? No, nope, Wednesday, and then I'm in Pittsburgh uh, Thursday. So. Show off. Oh, right. Look, I'm just trying to tell you where I'm at. You said House of Comedy. It uh, it spoke to me. I yeah, we're, we're uh, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Yeah. Right? So they got, they got, they're getting two this weekend. So make sure you come out and check us out. We'll be right back with Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez.
Jason, stop. That's how we bring it in every segment. It's stop. I was on the phone the whole time. I wasn't even. She's, now she's making shit up. Who were you talking to? I was talking to my doctor. Oh, it's either your doctor or your agent or your lawyer. It's, At oh my 6 God, p.m., oh my God. what's wrong? Well, it's because I'm popular. Oh, okay. With the doctor, that you don't say that on air. I'm popular with the doctor? Well, here she, she wants to go down a terrible street. She wants to take my car and crash. That's what I do. I love you. Uh, we are back with... This is Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. Jason Stewart is in the house. Ryan Davis, Norman Golightly. Norman, you were saying something off air that I wanted you to say um, because we were talking about outrage and you had a very interesting point. So I would like for you to share that. because Yeah, so we were talking about, uh, right before the break, Kathy Griffin right? and whether that was funny or not. And it was, that's debatable. It was shocking. I think most people mm-hmm. agree on that. And there have been a few of those things from people on the left. And I personally, and I think what we're seeing as a culture is that there has been a, a paradigm shift that has a lot to do with Trump. Mm-hmm. And that Trump's personality is so big and so large and to some people, a lot of people, so negative and so beyond the realm of what <laughs> we're used to dealing with that people don't know how to respond. So a joke you would have made about George W. Bush that was sort of, you know, you, it's funny looking at all the uh, George Bush Sr. memorial stuff right now and you look at the Dana Carvey impression of Bush Sr. Mm-hmm. It's really funny and cute. It's sweet. And no, nobody really liked W. Dana Carvey didn't love W. Bush, but the impression wasn't mean. It was sort of cute and funny and respectful. Now you cut to Trump who's just crosses the line every day for so many people that I think people on the left who were trying to go back at him are short-circuiting a little bit or sinking to his level. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the thing to do. I'm not saying it's not the thing to do, but I think that's where you get a Kathy Griffin with the Trump head because people are out of moves and don't know. We're just out of the realm of stuff we know, and you've never had to go up against this thing. It's sort of like he's like a... Uh, super villain. But I gotta say, I gotta say, if you and what has been said, what the other side said about Obama, I mean, some of the things were just despicable and disgusting. But and if they chop his head off, chop his head hold off, it up. We didn't have that, that person will never work again. 
No, they but they, the, the president of the... Wait, 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 about Obama? A celebrity yeah. didn't do it on a, Twitter. A celebrity might have no, but there was, there was did stuff done about head. Obama that I thought was pretty... No, the president of the Tea Party in, in California was circulating a, a picture of Obama as a monkey and with a noose around his neck. Yes, I think... And what's the difference? Oh, there was lots of bad stuff. That's pretty, what's what's that, the that, difference? That, 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 that is pretty bad to me. That just shows me I've grown up where I grew up at. I was like, yeah, they do that. Oh, I forgot. We're in California. Yeah, y'all yeah, y'all. <laughs> do that see here stuff too. like that. Yeah, okay. Cool. They do it here too. We it's <laughs> it's what uh, Malcolm X said that the the South lets you get close and not uppity, and and the North lets you get uppity and not close. But either way, you're getting screwed. I, I think it was a really really hatchet job that he went after her, and he went after oh, her yeah. and it, big time. And I think what he did was an uh, abuse of power, money. We paid for that in this country to do. It, it was totally ridiculous and a waste of money and a waste of time. And yeah, but he does it every day. I mean, he go he goes after companies. He went after yeah, the but people. she's not a company. She's just a girl. Comic. It doesn't matter. He he go. It's against the law for him to go after a company and affect their sales. Is that it's unethical, right? Yeah. It's certainly unethical. When when I said earlier, I was like, you got to do like whenever um, I attack something, I try to punch holes in my own thing before I even put it out. Mm -hmm. Because you got to know that that's what people are looking for. The fact that she didn't see the kid play, mm -hmm. that's what, that that's the play that I thought was you know, evil. It wasn't, it wasn't, even, her, it had it wasn't even her idea. You know that, right? It was just the, the guy that the art. He just said, but, oh, what you do? It'll be funny. But yeah. the thing is, and the she kid play, like all you had to do was say, man, I have kids. They see a severed head of me. How is my kid going to feel about that? And boom. Don't do it, right? It's over for you. And it, it and wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. And that at the end I'm of the not day. It's Kathy, man. It wasn't funny. No, but what I'm saying is at the end of the day, that was where, that's where you use comedian. Because when you say yeah. comedian, or if you make social commentary, or if you say satirist, but when you say comedian, people have the expectation of there being a funny payoff. Yeah, and no, I don't think it was yeah. okay for what Donald Trump did to her. I don't think nope. that was okay. But I still think that her more her obligation as a comedian was to be prepared to deal with the consequences for the bombing of the joke. And I think that that was, you can't have it both ways. Everybody in this room has bombed like a motherfucker. Right. That's just the but reality of what happened. That's not my point at all. I think I think the idea that jo the joke bombed. I mean, it was just a bad it joke. Bombed. No one didn't like it. But whether we like the joke or not, to me, is not the point. The do point we? is because I'm not gonna like every joke you do. You're not gonna like every joke I do. I'm not gonna like we all. No, you're yeah. gonna love my set. Yeah, yeah. Joke, joke, comedy is like a, a poo poo platter of, of things. So, but the fact is, is that the price that she paid was way too. Big. I, do, I don't. Just agree with you but what i'm Way saying is bad. when you're poking the bear when you poke the bear and you got to remember so the problem with that i have with people who come after donald trump who are always outraged when he reacts is this as if they have amnesia you have been watching somebody who goes on twitter and every single day shows you he does not give a fuck about your feelings he doesn't give a fuck about the law he doesn't give a fuck about tradition he doesn't give a fuck about anything but donald trump he shows you that every single day and then you go fuck with him and then when he shows you again who he is and he's been showing you you're shocked why would you be shocked if Donald Trump responds when Donald Trump lives on Twitter? And that was my You're point. Right. He tried You're totally to rap. Right. And I mean, that's just totally my right. point. He tried, to, he tried to rap battle Snoop Dogg. That's when I knew that <laughs> oh. it, was, it was like, you can't say nothing to this dude. He sees everything. But... <laughs> 
My thing is uh, with the Kathy thing. What was the joke? Was the joke ever said? What the joke was? I'm cool with a joke bombing. Like um, when old dude on the radio said nappy headed hoes. Like I understand Who that. Who said jo- that? Don Imus. Don right? Imus. Yeah. So oh, God, you know, I but right, 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 I, right, right, I got right, the right. joke. I got the joke. <laughs> it bombed, but I definitely got the joke. Um, I'm wondering Kathy's joke. I'm. I'm. I'm still. Was it? It's a severed head, but what was the joke? I'm not sure there was a joke. I think I she was think just so trying to be shocking and provocative. I think it was a political, satirical, sta- you know. Again, context, See, right? Nah, man, she did it on Twitter you where you know it's going to get circulated. I think that's what she's trying to do. When stuff isn't funny, some people are like, oh, it's satire. You don't get it. It's over your head. No, you're going to have to explain yeah, this, one to into, this one to me. Now you're getting into. into no, nah, art comment. is art. And all I want to know is well, what was the joke? What the joke? She might have been going for art, but not comedy. And, the and, pro- and, the and issue. she took it to Twitter because she's, be Bos- she's not Basquiat. <laughs> she's, right. Right. she's not Andy Warhol. Let me just say, Basquiat, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't understand. I went to the whole exhibit, walked around. It looked like some little crazy kids in third grade put shit all over the place. And and, and Andy Warhol, why didn't I know a Warhol like my shit? I've got great stuff from when I was a kid. It's I'm a it's a it's laughing. a cultural thing. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, so now it's a cultural. thing. He's a Puerto Rican Haitian man. Of, his art was a reflection of the environment that he grew up in. Oh, good. And the Bronx and uh, you know Andy Warhol. Why can't I? And you, not and you got some fucking Seven Up cans and Pepsi cans, and you thought that shit was prolific. Like, oh, wait, I'm you, so wait, wait, you're putting me, wait, <laughs> look like, at her putting me in with like, Andy Warhol. Like, I, I love his shit. I love I hearing stuff like this because all the art in my house is like. A picture of Lauren Hill, somebody painted at a coffee house. <laughs> uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, I find like sketch artists. We like draw me. That's the uh, art in my house. No, I but you know, I have people a... in movies, so I understand who they are. He got yeah. a picture of Tupac in his living room, like a Tupac. Well, no, he is. It's just a guy I want to have sex with. Oh, um, <laughs> he's not I Tupac. Because because when you said man. you got uh, Tupac, and I was like, it gay, isn't Tupac. A gay it man with Tupac. Tupac, I would. I was like, is it the one with him covered in gold no, no, in the it's- tub <laughs> with his hands behind his head? It's a lap man. And he's I, just, okay. uh, I have a weakness. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, now, let me, can I throw out a thing? Can I throw something? So the word fag, and I can say yeah. that because I am, but I see it used loose and completely all over the place in comedy clubs by heterosexual men. It better be good. And I want to tell you right now, for me, it means the same thing as the N-word means for you. And I'll tell you why. Hmm. When I was in the eighth grade, or seventh grade rather, somebody scraped that on my locker. This is dangerous. It was on my locker for, <laughs> for three years. And I looked at it and said nothing to anybody until I was 30 years old. Made me want to kill myself. Made me like crazy, like bad about myself. Then at the same time, you open up the World Book Encyclopedia. It says homosexual, it says mentally ill. You know, and I think to myself, okay, that book slam, that's 10 years of therapy. So for me, you're going to use that word in your act. I don't mm-hmm. mind somebody using it and speaking it because I do a joke about it. Mm-hmm. But I should, I feel the same way about that word as you guys do feel about the N word, but I don't get any respect in that. People are allowed to do whatever they want. They just say, you know, it's not the same thing. Well, it is to me. It, well, yeah. it is not the same thing because it is to you, me. You, it's not the same thing because I, you can walk I'd've, down the street and somebody I'd've, not know you are oh, gay. Ida, you got to let me get it. <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah. Go, I'm going to let a man, was, a man was, talk about was, this man thing, yeah, but y'all yeah, remember this shit we're talking about with I'm staying out No, I wanted to hear your CK thing for sure. That's not my experience of it because I was, I wasn't able to walk down the street you, when I was a kid. I understand that, but like Ida was saying, if any time you wanted to say you weren't gay, you could do that. There's never a time where I can walk into a building 
ever, ever, and people think I'm something other than what I am. Also, also, man, when we talking about the history of that word, the N word in America, like what it is to be black here, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and maybe it's it's a, a black people. Maybe we're not together as we should be because the gay community does a lot. At, a, at eradicating things, and we're whenever. not together. We're the, we have the same problems you guys. Nah, so. oh, oh god, yeah. oh my god! Oh, you wouldn't believe the way that. Are you kidding? With I men, need you to be with black men, for like with seventy men, two hours, dog. Okay, it would me, change I'll, your I'll, perspective. I'll school you right now. Ask I'll Tracy go. Morgan. You can, school me. you can do it. You can do a show. You can go to a show and you can sell out with all black people. Am I correct? Yes. I can't with all gay men. Ellen does. Ellen's not television. Ellen's <laughs> but, not me. All right, but what I'm Ellen's saying is... Ellen's not me. I cannot sell out with all gay men. You know why? Because my boys, like Kathy Griffin, Margaret Cho, Barbara Streisand, they don't come to cool. see me and drag queens. That's and cool. I love my drag queens. I love my Margaret but Cho. I love also, my Kathy Griffin. I cannot I cannot also, sell out. I cannot have your career. I, no, you got to listen. This is something I'm I totally crazy because it's been my whole career. I have a, a comedy CD called Gay Comedy Without a Dress. I'm a guy with a dick doing comedy mm -hmm. not being a woman not wanting to be a woman no matter how she puts me in my place i don't want to be a woman i don't want girl stuff and because of that i don't have the same career so if i were willing to do that in that way that's one thing you have up on me i don't have my people supporting me in that way i can get maybe 50 percent mm. maybe I got to get my straight girls. I got to get every other person, my Jews. I can't sell out with all gay men ever, anywhere. Then don't you think you need to step your your comedy game up? Boom. I can walk. I, I almost walked out. You better well, not walk out. But what I'm saying is, I got to say, what I'm, is I'm, I'm going to say right here on the radio, that really well, hurts. Why did you no, want to, like, that's, not, that's, really that's a real. Any, that's a real, because it's been my whole career. It's the same my, thing people tell opinion, me about Puerto my, Ricans. My opinion is, is that, that if your whole audience looks one way, you're probably not that great of a comedian anyway. Well, then I guess my, because you on. should put, no. Come that's on. that's me personally. But the people that love you are not just gay. No, I sell out with but all you different gotta, people. You got yes. exactly. I would like to have my boys. If I would like to have my guys. If, there's that's the that's the problem with being good. Then then go to the do a niche market thing then, and where you're targeting them, and that's all you want. But if you want to be good, that means you're going to be funny to more than just that. But I got to say, and that's what's but going I want to say to you that, that I heard this from you. I heard this thing of walking down the street. I really heard you. Yeah. I mean it. And I see, I do see the difference now because you just, you just schooled me. So I just learned something for a minute. But, and I I really, for, but just also, at this second and at a real but, level, no jokes. I really learned that you are right. You know, that I can walk down the street and hide now. And you but, can't. But let me, let but, me just... But, hold on. I got to jump mean, in and I say mean, something. It's everything. I mean, it's mm -hmm. everything. Like, there's... Being gay is the negative part of homosexuality. The way, like, if somebody's homophobic, you know what I mean? That's, like, you being gay is the issue that they have. When you're black... You see it on every turn. You see it when you walk in the store. You see it when you get pulled over by the police. You see it in the way people interact with you. You see it in the way people shake your hand or don't shake your hand. You see it in the way that people act whenever you date their daughters, whenever you, you know what I mean, whenever you come home from dinner or if if somebody can tell you're black over the phone. 
Like it's you never mm -hmm. stop living. You never get a break. It's never a day where it doesn't matter. There's never a and it even and it's bad because okay. it matters even when you're in a room full of black people. So I, and I, listen, I love the fact that you saw that and you heard him. Um, Norman, you wanted to say something and I want you to get it in. Now, this is so this is so interesting. So comedians often are the often are the ones to say, you know, anything goes. Nothing's too offensive as long <laughs> as it's funny. So and, and I just watched, you know, an amazing exchange where you got offended, for lack of a better term, offended about something he said. Right. Come on. I don't think it's a. Yeah, it's something like yeah, it, right? That's an offensive ass statement. He just no, thought, he, he, I think he felt okay, but that's fine. No, okay. But if he it, puts humor behind it, I'll give it a shot. My point is, my point is, wait, let Norman finish. Let Norman finish. My point is, let Norman finish. In a room full of super brave people, right, who who have thick thicker skins than most, even in here, we all have our sensitive subjects, right, and our sore spots, and I think that's where this conversation comes in. Second point is. We all need to be on the same side in general, right? We can't yeah. be do if, oh, if we, we can't come together, right, and right. rise up. Oh. We're fucked as a people. I understand right? his struggle. I just don't want to compare struggles. When we, no, that's what I'm saying. We, you, I don't think we should. I don't think we should. I don't think we should rate them. That becomes for the sure. Listen, I'm the only one with ovaries in here, and I win on all fronts because yeah. I am a woman of color. But I want to say this, <laughs> the, and and I, I want to say to you Wait a on second. air, you don't know how I identify. Oh, Just because up. I look you know, this way. Oh man, you sound like the lady on Fox mean. News that says she's a rapper. Are you rapping. trans? I had no idea. <laughs> Nobody knows anymore. It depends on how I feel. But listen, at I, the moment, what I wanted that's to all it takes. what I wanted to say to you, Jason, is because um, Emery texted me and said I was doing it was being too harsh on you, and um, I'm not being harsh on you. I've always I'm the big. Who's your biggest fan? Who's your biggest fan? Um, let me think. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. I, what I've always said to you is, I don't understand why you, you don't have to focus on the gay audience. That's pandering. No, I Listen, understand. Let You're me, right. Let me look at Marcus is shaking his head. The thing that you have that a lot of gay comedians don't have is that you have life experience and things to talk about that don't make straight people feel uncomfortable for 20 minutes to have to hear about how to suck a dick. And it's not even funny, which is why Marcus because my King, dick mostly gets sucked more than oh I suck. Oh, my God. That's, see, there's, that's where funny. you look. And that, funny. And Welcome the, to Truth Serum. Funny. <laughs> funny. And, <laughs> and all, the, all the men in the room, all the straight men in the room are like, they're losing us again. But when I, when I but say... They became a little more comfortable because I was getting sucked rather than you got sucking. It. Nah, Listen, you got under, I, but what I'm you telling know you it's is, it's gonna be hard to rub me. Me and my brother share stories. No, so. but you you got a you got a gay brother, and yeah. I, I was raised by a gay man. But what I was telling you, and I'm gay on the weekends. It's so. it's <laughs> when Marcus King saw you perform, and when I, he came to the show to see me, and he saw you, he said, "Yo, that guy is really funny." And the first time I saw you, I went up to you and I said. Wow, you're really funny. You're gonna do great things. So the the you don't have to focus on the. No, I was just trying to make a okay, point. Okay, because but there is, is a, no is, gay audience. It, no, yeah. it is, I make a point, but it is it is a it, it is it is a thing for me in my mind that I want. You know, we all want our our group to think we're the best. But let me you tell know? you this: that what I, you were I, saying I feel about that on a spiritual level. Yeah, I do. But we, we do. all. <laughs> but let me tell you about being Puerto Rican in comedy, where every single comedy show is three and a half Puerto Ricans in the audience. Okay, they're not. They don't 
don't come out until you're famous. But um, what I was going to tell you is about Gaga, because I, I, it was sitting with me as to why is it that these men, gay men are always talking about how Lady Gaga and Madonna steals their audience, is that because those people feel like they have been heard. They feel like they have a voice. They call Madonna mother. Like it's 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 somebody See, I'm who's doing. One mother is enough. Okay, so now you know why they're not coming out. You understand? They they have. They have cre- created an experience for gay people, but everybody loves Lady Gaga. It's not just gay people. Let going me ask Lady Darren. Gaga. Darren, do you love Lady Gaga? Do I have her new CD. Yeah. Do you have her, do you have her uh, Joanne CD? No. I do. Do you have her a Star Is Born CD, the fourth one? No. My no. black daughter does, and okay. she loves Lady Gaga as a songwriter, as a singer, as a do performer. Ryan? I used to. She lost me after the first album. The first album was the first album was crazy. A lot of hip hop influence, and then after that, she darted off another direction. She went to make that money like Will yeah. I Am, so, and she did what first, Will I Am did. Album, as Darren first album, was the I know front to back. Second album, I know front to back. I know the second album front to back just because I was a fan, uh-huh. and then but I didn't like the second album. And then after that, she didn't come back to the hip hop side no. at all. But that first album, if you're a hip hop fan, you might want to check that check that album out. That I love her. The Kanye incredible. was at the front row of her concert. But if you watch yeah, her but documentary, he, didn't know where he was. He was on a medication. He no. just wandered around. Get out of here with He Kanye. sat down and he thought he was at someplace. No, else. this was this was old. This I, was uh, this was uh, high school dropout Kanye. College but, dropout Kanye. This was oh, not that Kanye. Yeah. But, but listen, if you go, if you watch her documentary, you will you will you will find a new respect for her as an artist because she is amazing. I saw it. I saw it. I thought, my God, it, do yeah. we have to go into the doctor's office? It's enough already. But How much do I have to Jason, say? Seriously though but about your uh, comedy earlier mm-hmm. like I really want to say I think it's very important that you understand this because you're a good comic you know what I mean and the reason I, I've never seen you but Ida said it and you know she's a comedy snob so if she said it I, I believe it um, my thing is your job as a good comic is to be honest and you're going to see you're going to your job is to be funny for everybody to, to get it but also to not to make it them see it through the lens of who you are. You are a gay Jewish man, but that's not all you are. That's not me. Yeah. And you got to, right. and when your comedy speaks to everybody, that's you doing your part to make the world a better place and making, and that's why your art is dope. Yeah. And, and, and then they understand it and they understand it through that lens. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I, like I was saying, I'll, I uh, will never be able to walk into a room and not be a black man. So I don't run away from that. But I give comedy in a way that everybody can digest it. And then that makes them better understand maybe the ideas or the point of view of a black man. And they'll better understand the ideas of a Jewish gay man. So you know this what is, I mean? This is true uh, serum. You're doing your part. I, I, true I, I, Serum I, I, Live with Ida Rodriguez. I, I you hear Thank Jason you. You, man. Stewart, uh, who doesn't give a fuck when I'm talking. And uh, <laughs> I just recently give them a little love back. They're okay. giving each other love. They come full circle. Um, I wanna I wanna move a, I wanna keep moving. Yeah, I don't want to stay on the please, same thing. Please, please. So I wanna ask everybody in the room, was there a point in the last year where you heard something that made you feel outraged? Oh boy! Um, and I'm gonna save you for last because you're outraged every 30 seconds, Norman. Hmm. Come back to me. Hold on. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, Trump's Trump's Twitter feed. Again, forgetting politics, and this goes back to your question about civility. I just want more from that office. I don't want. <laughs> we are. I don't want. You know. 
I don't care that she's a porn star. I don't want you calling a woman horse face. The president of the United States calling a woman Eesh. horse face. I mean, I just, I, I hope <laughs> there's a return. You know, unfortunately with Trump, and this is what we're getting into before, is I think a word that comes up a lot in our audience about him is permissions. That his behavior has shifted how other people act. Oh, Both yes. his followers and his critics. That's, that's brilliant. And I think his critics have sort of, you know, this idea of when we go low or they go low, we go high. Yeah, I don't know that that's happening much anymore. Mm -mm. It's hard to do. And he, the people that like him <laughs> see his behavior. And now it's okay. To, you know, we have 1.6 million followers on our Facebook page. I see the N-word all the time. I don't think I saw that on Facebook next to people's real names and photos and hometowns and places they where they were. I don't think I saw them writing that three years ago. I did, but all they my said, friends are black. Well. So that's why. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Um, Ryan Davis? Honestly, uh, one thing, I, I, it's it's very hard to get me. Uh, one thing I got, it was a fan of mine. They told me that they... Um, Thought less of me because I said Louis C.K. is one of the greatest stand-ups of all time. And they were like, everything that he did, how could you think something great of this man? And I was trying to, and I hate that I have to explain to people that a person is everything that they do. Everything that they do. Saying he's a great comedian doesn't mean that he's a great guy, that he's good with women or the things that he did wasn't wrong. R. Kelly, I would look at that dude. That dude's still the R and R and B. I don't care what you think about, you know, everything that he he's did and he's been accused of and his awful things. But if I was to put in twelve play right now, try not to tap your foot to it. Just try, <laughs> try not to. It is what it is. Like, and you know the Cosby thing. Everything you know, these a person can be an amazing artist and a monster all at the same time. Absolutely. And all all over history. All at the same time. It doesn't just because you're a great artist doesn't make you a great They're person. always men too. Yeah. Always uh, men. Yeah, Let's be clear. Together. Women listen. women are better people. They they just No, really they no, they're better at hiding it. But listen, <laughs> hey, I hey, uh, Roseanne. Roseanne, by the way. Yeah. So, well she's not she's well, a different one. Well my well, thing is <laughs> she crossed it. And my thing is, you know, Terrible people do great things, and great people do terrible things sometimes. Amen. So it, it just had me outraged because it's like, come on, people. Are we getting to the point where there's you can't consider depth in an individual that you, mm -hmm. a person has to be one, one thing, one dimensional all the time? Nah, man. Like to think that Louis C.K., to say Louis C.K. makes me laugh means I don't have respect for women is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. It's not. Yeah, and that that was like, because I don't like stupid. And that felt stupid yeah. <laughs> whenever that was said to me. But doesn't, well, it, 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 doesn't it kill you? The, Harvey Weinstein, who is just, I mean, it's, I don't even know how to say how apprehensible everything he's done. But he picked some of the best screenplays to make into movies in the last 20 years. Right. He's I both. Mean, his, his, his taste in, in what films that he would promote and produce. And you think, how how does this work, this awful person? You seen him? In person? His films? Oh, my God. No, have you seen him? In person? Yeah. I, I well, saw him at you, Sundance. Have uh, yeah. you seen pictures of him and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's how. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what, so we, what, what were you He don't look him? like a creep. He don't look like yeah, a dude. He does look he like does. a creep. Right. But he also looks like some ugly guy that you'd see and feel bad for at a party, you know, and think that could get a girl. And he was hoping. And yeah. you know what's funny is that you guys are having this conversation from a very male perspective after well, you heard that somebody got busted. But being a creep in Hollywood to a woman is so common, so commonplace. No, but, I've but, heard it for years. Yeah, but and that's I what I'm it. saying. It's and not I, just Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein got busted. But when you guys like, oh, did he look like a creep? That shit is the reality of a woman in this business period. Right. Stand-up comedian, actress, writer, producer, every single one of us has been propositioned at some point. They're, they're like, oh, she's not attractive enough. The, fuck that. Man, every single woman in <laughs> this agree. business I agree with that. has I agree been you. propositioned by a man. Being creepy is something that we maneuver around. It's something that we work it's, around. It's, it's, it's like constant landmines. Listen. And the fact that you guys now are becoming aware of something that has been the reality of someone with a vagina for so many years is it is outrageous to me because mm. it's like, look, Cece's sitting in the corner like nodding her head. Every She's a PR person. You think she can't go outside and get offered some dick for a write-up? It's just the you, my father used to tell me when I was twelve, girl, dick will never be a problem. Do you understand that you can go outside the door and get hit upside the head with a dick? And I used to be like, oh my god, why are you talking to me like that? That's so yeah. disgusting. It is the reality of yeah. women, you know. And, Th- and this is Truth Serum Live with Ida Rodriguez. And I never. Um, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. How I can do my part to fix that, but I know I cannot be one of those guys. That's you know how you I mean? do your part. That's what I'm saying, and that's I what I've never I'm been one of those guys. So, <laughs> so I believe you. <laughs> and, uh, my my thing, and I've always felt bad. I got sisters. I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I'm gonna stop you right now, just like you stopped Jason. That is the most. That is the worst argument you no, can no, no, ever no, no, make no. in I'm defense. I'm not making an argument. Okay. I'm saying I got a sister. Just as a human being, and I I, I got a daughter. When I got a daughter. When I had a daughter, it made me look at a lot of things different. Made you, it made me have to grow up in a different way. I respect the that. things that it wasn't about just worrying about the things that affect me. The things that may affect her mm-hmm. becomes of the utmost importance. And now. so, your favorite, one of your favorite comedians, Louis C.K., said, "When you have a son, you worry about one dick, and when you have a daughter, you got to worry about them all." Man, I worry about <laughs> everything, and I, I worry about you know seeing. The difference in equality between men and women wasn't high on my list right. before I had a daughter. You know what I mean? And this is just me being honest. That's honest. And um, now, you know, and I and I got to prepare her for the sad truths of the world, man, and 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 try to make her the strongest version, you know, of her the, that the, I can the make her. The positivity of this is that because of the Me Too movement, because of Time's Up, we are being so much more educated at this time. So the next group of men... There's no way that's that not going to. Well, you got way too much faith in men. Men are terrible. <laughs> exactly. Listen, well, and, you're right. I've been. I, a, you're I, very I'm right telling you, I've been a straight man my whole life, and when I tell you, we're awful. We're Thank awful. You and I just got it. And, and I, I know them intimately. The, yeah. The goal. <laughs> the goal is to not be that person, and guys got to step up to the plate and stop guys or whistleblow. You know what I mean? And that's I, I, I and that's very that. hard. For men to do as far as whistleblowing, but I I've realized now, like I got thrown into LA. I was I'm a North Carolina guy through and through. If I didn't have to have a career here, I probably wouldn't be here. But I've learned very quickly that relationships is everything, and people won't say things mm-hmm. because it may ruin a relationship or a potential mm-hmm. opportunity for them down the road. And I'm not built that way. 
So, you know, hearing this, hearing about the Me Too movement or whatever, it shocked me because I wasn't out here. You know what I mean? I'm like, back home, oh, my God. No, we wouldn't. You know, we beat dudes up for stuff like that. You don't, we don't play like that. But I got out here and I'm like, oh, I get it. You know, people are afraid that if I say something, I'm ruined and everything. Oh, those stories. Are you saying people in the South tell the truth all the time? No, no. But they're, they're open about they're open about their rape. I gotta and, tell um, you, I had the hardest time dealing with the club owners there. God, you were so funny, Jason. Just love your show. You know, just call me back tomorrow and we'll rebook you. And then you never hear from me. Well, it depends on well, what. bless your heart. Yeah. But, but those got, are industry people and whether yeah. they're in the South or in the North. So they don't know oh, where they oh, are. They, they don't, but this is the thing about minorities mm-hmm. um, and, you know, you know, homosexuality goes definitely in the minority range. Um, you gotta make it first before they give you a shot. <laughs> you gotta make. You're right. You gotta make it first. <laughs> Damn straight. Because they don't tie you into like a lot of these places. They'll get like, oh, I got Tom Segura on the roster, so let me slide in a couple of my acts. We'll give you Segura if you take a couple weekends from these guys. Well, these guys are always gonna be white male, white straight male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that, and that is the that's the argument that we have uh, constantly. I, I quickly want to talk about because we talked about it earlier, and I think we didn't get it out. I didn't get it out when we were talking about Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. because that's where my what what where my outrage came from this year. Um, I was performing in New York at the cellar, and I got off stage. A reporter from a journalist from the Hollywood Reporter approached me about uh, having a conversation about Louis C.K. So I um, I gave a. I gave them my perspective. They interviewed me and then they wrote this story. I was the only woman that they interviewed. They interviewed like five white guys. And um, what I said was when they asked me if I thought Louis C.K. should come back, I said, I don't know if he's coming back. I I have a feeling that he is. And if he does, I hope he uses his platform to reach the people that I could never reach. Because I can't talk to if if he atones and he says, "Hey, what I did was wrong." I got he has two daughters, and he says uh, this was not okay. And you guys, it's not okay to pull your dicks out on women that don't want to see your dick. He could probably impact those people. Me mm-hmm. saying it to them is, I they don't they're not going to listen to me. That was my point. I then later was there were articles written about me in, in abundance. Jezebel Slate, all the white feminist bitches wrote articles instead of attacking all of those men who were defending Louis C.K. They came for me because they said that I was um, enabling Louis C.K. And and for you had the power. (laughs) And then they demanded that I canceled my show, my hour at the cellar um, and to stand in solidarity with them. And I said, first of all, nobody is not going to go to the cellar because I canceled my show in protest of Louis (laughs) C.K. Like that's they don't understand what the cellar is. They thought you were an actual yeah, person. They thought I was. No, but then, <laughs> they thought you the, were in a cellar. Yeah, they, they thought, thought I was in, in the, the cellar. cellar. They didn't realize. But the other thing that really Eating pissed pie, me off, you know, th- this is the thing that has driven me crazy throughout this journey about feminism, white feminism, is 
what I want these white women to know, and they do listen and they follow me and they look for every opportunity to t- attack me. And I'm not afraid of any of these bitches. And I will tell you white feminist bitches every single Why day. Why do we have to call them bitches? Because they are. Listen, <laughs> until you are just as outraged about somebody who looks like me getting shot on the street like a dog and left for dead, until you are as outraged by that, don't expect me to be outraged because somebody pulled their dick out on you. To me, I think that that white feminism is a disease and it is causing a problem for everybody in this room. That that toxic feminism that has nothing to do with equality and economics and everything about a social movement for a group of women who really want to be you want to show your titties on Tuesday on Twitter you want to do this fuck you that ain't got shit to do with my paycheck and me getting true feminism is about equality it is about equity it's about economics it's about social justice and it's tone deaf to tell a woman of color, it is your responsibility to stand up for us to Louis C.K. <laughs> when y'all not standing up for my son. Man. And it was just really, that was, if you if you don't feel it today, I was, I was so pissed. Them slate bitches, them Jezebel bitches, get the fuck off my timeline, bitch. Until you go out and protest Laquan McDonald, until you are just as upset about these motherfucking black men, don't come to me with that bullshit. Yeah. That is where it ends for definitely, me. Definitely. Definitely. Sorry. So my outrage. Huh. What are you talking about? So I'm, my, I'm, I'm one of the black I'm men. You. I was like, <laughs> so my, so I was standing there swaying. We so, shall overcome. So my biggest, my biggest outrage this year, honestly, I don't know if I can say this because it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting to me. My biggest outrage there is the amount of people of color being killed by the police and the president never Ever acknowledging it? Yep. Ever. Imagine. It, 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 Imagine it, it, how Ryan feels. You know, and <laughs> it, it, it not just that, it, it, in in even even you know being a, a child of an immigrant. My father came from Poland from the from uh, the Holocaust in 1949. Came to this country, and when people are coming walking for miles, miles, and, and turning gas on them, I mean, like the, the visual of that to see gas being lit on these people, you know, and to grow up with people, it was way too much for me. My, um, way too much. Donald to Trump could do and children, nothing to such surprise small, me. You were My, talking, not even some people didn't without even having shoes and, and, you know, and, you know, and all these, all these young boys being shot in the back. It, it, it's just, and, and that we, we, that, that he's allowed to be president that we have, that he's de- taken the office and he's he spit on it because he doesn't understand what this country is about well this is my thing he doesn't understand that's my outrage. i don't i don't fight the police brutality fight like everybody else because you know you, you gotta come i came to a point where people don't want to know they don't want to care like you say you know you had the guy in south carolina that took off running you know and the cop shot him in the back and he wasn't <sighs> and then they're like well why did he run he shouldn't have run all right and then you had the guy down in like uh, I think it was in Louisiana. The police pinned him down and shot him it, on clear as day. Shot him. They're like, well, he had a gun and he wasn't supposed to be out there or whatever. And then you have my man who got choked out in New York City, and Eric they Garner. go, yeah, Eric Garner. And they're like, oh, well, he shouldn't have been resisting. And then you got Philando Castillo who says, I have a weapon. It is legal. It is in the car, officer. What do you want me? 
the dude, I'm just letting you know. And the cop, he didn't pull out the weapon or nothing. The cop shot him and killed him right in front of his kids. And I was like, he complied and everything. What do you do then? What do you do then? And everybody's still going, well, you know, you know, things like this happen. Freak accident. There's not a hundred freak accidents. That's not what a freak accident is. So at this point, if you still are acting like it's not a problem and it's not a thing, it's because you don't want it to be a thing or you don't want to see it. And I don't have time to explain it to you anymore. Just I'm, I'm glad I know that I live in a place where if you look like me shooting me, you got to hear the whole story, even if I'm unarmed. You still got to hear. You mean California? Yeah. No, I'm just I live in a country where if I'm tied up and and shot, you know what I mean? And someone would be like, what did the tied up dude do? Yeah. And. I know that's why I live, and that's I know that's why I'm raising my kids, and you know that's just what it is. As sad as it is, man, but and you can't run from it. No, I gotta live it everywhere. There's not a there's not enough money I can make. There's not anything I can do that that changes the reality of what that is. Norman, until he's gone. So, no, wait a minute, Norman. You, know. you were gonna say something? I, so my question is, what's our way out of this? You you salute. You're a solution guy. I am because it, it breaks. My, I'm actually I'm from Canada, and I grew up in both Canada and the states a bit equally. Went to high school in Canada, and then as soon as I could get out of Canada, I moved to the states and got my citizenship and went to college here. I loved Why? America. I love. It was it was. An, I was young. I loved the idea of America. Mm -hmm. And what I see now is not what I no. thought America was. And no. I think more, maybe it hasn't changed that much. Maybe things are just more out in the open than they were. And people were a little more quiet about their bad behavior not that long ago. But no, what do we do? This what? changed it. The phone. Social the phone media. Changed it. Social media changed things. Apple. Um, I, I think the president has changed some things. I think the idea of having partisan news has changed things. Man, because we used the... to agree. There was the evening news and those were the facts. Now let's yeah. debate how we deal with those facts. But we all agree those are the facts because we just watched them on the evening news. <laughs> that used to be how it was. Now it's like, well, I got this news over here. It's completely different from the news you saw. So we can't even agree on the problem, much less get into the solution. So how do we figure out all the stuff we're talking about? How do, we, how do we get two sides to talk to each other? Well, when someone tells me something, I say to them, hey, where did you learn that? Who is the person that told you that? Do you respect that journalist? Do you respect that newscaster? Do you respect that writer? Who I, is it? I don't know if we're going to be able to get to that. We're not going to fix, I, we're not gonna fix the world I think we're gonna, tonight. People that, have to educate be. themselves and understand the difference between fact and opinion. As yeah. soon as someone says, I believe, I think, mm -hmm. I believe. All right. Well, that's not news. Don't don't classify that as news. And I think there's way too many opinion pieces on these news outlets. Yeah. No, we need an actual news outlet. This happened here to, on this date, this time, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever, and that's what it is. is and facts. you can go somewhere else to get the opinions. But if you want the fact, these are the facts. And the problem is, like, even the way they deliver the facts is biased now. Yeah. yeah. Sean Hannity says he's not a journalist. He's not. Yeah. He said he's not a journalist. But, but his if you argue with his audience, audience they don't know that. They'll say, <laughs> yep. no, nah, he's telling me something. He's they don't just understand told the, you. They don't understand the difference. Well, that, that's a, if you want I had a Tommy Lahren situation oh, yeah, where, you know, I had a video go viral talking about her. And I was like, your opinion is not news. 
you know, and it, it blew up or whatever. And some people were like, nah, you just don't like it. No, it literally. And then I was like, stop calling yourself. Uh, uh, and then someone was like, well, her final take, it says that it's an opinion. So we understand it's an opinion. Well, don't have journalists under your name. Yeah, she's not. If you're going to say an opinion. And she's not even a pundit. She's not a no. journalist, not even a pundit. Look, you see Rachel Maddow at the end of her show. I never saw anybody do this. Never any journalist I've ever seen. At the end of her story, she'll have Ida on as a guest or whoever the guest is, and she'll say, this is what happened. This is what I learned. This, this, this. Am I getting this right? Did I make this clear? Yeah. She says that. Every, I've never seen that. that and that's, and that, that gives me due props for her. Yeah. Because there's no journalist that I've ever seen do that. Go, did I get this right? Is the but, story correct? But we live in the age of entertainment, man. And our president is an entertainer. He's, he's yes. He's our a new, and person. our news is entertainment. And our news is entertainment now instead clicks. of news. Yeah. I mean, we're in art. Ida, you one of the dopest comedians, period, on the planet, period. Thank and you. we you talk about and we talking about how your social media <laughs> how to get your social media up so the world to understand that. <laughs> not not see your stand up, not how they could get to listen to this or understand anything. Man, it was somebody, I, I kid you not, I was like, I'm selling out shows around the country or whatever, and I'm okay, like... Okay, I'll go with you. No, but I'm like, I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm doing well or whatever, right? And somebody was like, man, I can't wait till you really start making it. And I was like, I think I'm... Doing I'm it. cool. I think I'm cool. They're like, nah, man. You only no. got you only got two hundred and fifty thousand uh, followers on Instagram. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm doing what I'm trying to do at a high level. Is that not making it? Is that not what it's it's turned into? Cardi B said, <laughs> "Hip hop isn't about writing rhymes." I wanted to <laughs> jump off a building. What do you mean? It's supposed to be poetry, isn't it? Man, she was like writing your rhymes isn't well, that important. Big, that thing and, it's on so tight. I don't know how she can even think. She really like when it was said. I was like, oh my god, we we don't care about art anymore. Like no, nothing. She's what, popularity is the name yes, of the game. Yes. Being entertained by any means necessary <laughs> is the game. And it's the scariest to, thing in the world, Barbara, man. But this year, I don't don't make fun of me. This year, Barbara Streisand put an album out that she wrote all the songs with other people about what's going on, about her sadness, about what's going on with Trump. This is a woman who's seventy six years old who was around during the years was a hippie and and did concerts for McGovern and was really a. a proponent of equal rights for women's rights for for rights for all different minorities and now you see those people that are the hippies are the people from the 70s not just her but they are completely devastated you know because they think what did we what did we do all this work for not what a, happened the black community is really rocking with barbara over uh bet mittler this year mm -hmm. so oh uh, yeah bet is bet <laughs> bet fucked up what did she say she's tone deaf she I made she gets cranky i think and she's that facelift maybe pulled everything oh, so far Jesus. back norman that, you know. well, this, uh, this social media comments you're making that goes in sync with your earlier observation about why can't we have sort of more complicated thinking about Louis is one of the greatest standard comedy comics greatest. ever, but he's or and he's also a very bad human being in these other areas that you he could be both things. You could say the things right. about Cosby. You could but say we gotta Roseanne is a and, horrible person and also did great. People are complex, but in an age of Instagram followers and clicks and me, there's no thinking wait, 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 of that. Wait, 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 I gotta cut you off, Norman. You can't say Louis and Roseanne in the same. 
thing. Roseanne, I, you one know, of the greatest shows of all time. One of the greatest television shows of all time. But you know, she continued to do this kind of outrageous thing over so, and over. So did they Louis. Said, they said he pulled his dick uh, out more than once. Yeah. The, the story about <laughs> Louis were around but, for years right. before that. I guess I didn't know Times. about that. No, yeah, no, nah, there's a lot of he stories. He didn't pull his dick out. No, no, I didn't know about that, and I honestly don't. I didn't know a lot about. I met Louis honestly. I had seen him around, and I'd done the Bob and Tom show with him, mm-hmm. and that's when I first got to hang out with him. And then there was. Uh, I didn't really know because I'm certainly not his prey or his well, the, interest. Well, the narrative is is that yeah. he was so abusing his women. power. But yes, at the and time, that's the at, But at the time where he was doing all of this, he wasn't Louis C.K. No, there was one gal that he, he, did, was just, he did on a, a show. He was a terrible pervert. Right. And, he uh, did it on a show, though, and in the workplace. And it's unacceptable. It's completely well, it, it unacceptable. Well, it was also because they, they, the, the stuff says that he had his manager Calling the women and telling them, hushing him up, that if he, yeah, it wasn't just about he. And it, now and that's he has the, the person. Pow- see now, the most and, powerful and, but they need to exactly now that manager needs to be called the task. Everybody who had something to do that. It, it, when you say Louis C.K., you need to put that person's name, that manager's name, <laughs> right beside that dude. But what right about, beside what about that. all the people? What about I mean, it's, everybody it's who's so complicit? Yeah, that's, the yeah, Bill I mean, Cosby thing. They they want to make it just about everybody who knew. Right. Well, everybody, we already that's a lot of people. And you know what that's we said is all of them, round Absolutely. them all. That's up. a lot of people. They don't do when they don't go into the when they when there's a drug dealer in our hood. They round up everybody who knew that yes. dude and everybody going to jail. Yes. But somehow in Hollywood, D- they happen. find a way to that everybody is the, who is complicit is like, nah, yes. it's just that guy. I didn't, I didn't put nothing in nobody's drink. They're but you knew, new, you invited new them to the house. You yeah. just as guilty. Like you, nah, man. Everybody, that's the thing. It's not going to. Nothing's going to change until everybody it's goes held down. Accountable. Yeah, like Bill Cosby should have went to prison, and then there should have been a lot of people in prison with a conspiracy charge, a conspiracy to commit yeah. all of those things. Yes. If no, you no, no, no. You, you know what knew. they're gearing up for? Those people. Pilot season. I know because you know what they're <laughs> gearing up for pilot season. And let me tell you, I t- I completely agree with you. I think Bill Cosby is an old man who is no longer a lucrative package for them. Right. But so, while he was making every month, let me do that. He did Super Bowl you, numbers be, be, every week. Between black women oh. and white women, I'll tell you back then, I know several actresses who've known Bill Cosby and worked uh, some of my big sisters. And I, I remember asking one, hey, did you ever hear about Bill Cosby? She was on a popular sitcom and she was like, yeah, we just knew not to go over there. Isn't that, that crazy? That we just knew not to go over there. So you mean to tell me that this black lady on a on a black TV show knew about Bill Cosby, but the producers that were there every day didn't? Mm-hmm. So it's it. I, I heard I a story agree. that he would go on shows to be interviewed, and they would say, "Make sure no women go to his room." Of course, and and listen, that the, means. Everybody, Everybody knew. knew. <laughs> Everybody on the show knew. The producer, the makeup person, the the stylist. Everybody in the building knew. The cameraman and nobody said nothing. You're all complicit. And I agree with you. And I think that that does not excuse Bill Cosby's culpability in this. But no, no, he should go. Yeah, but, but I he think should that, have people tied yeah, to him. He they should, should, be, he should have been in the first seat on the bus. Yeah. But it should have been a bus. It should have been a bus. I had heard from everybody that he was a, a womanizer and treated women badly always. But I'd never heard about the drug thing. 
Oh, okay. I never uh, heard about the. Ray. He actually mentioned it in an interview, Comedy, and he's talked about it. Was he was like, "You take it and you." He called it the Quaalude. He really said that. He said Quaalude. That's how oh. old the interview was. I so, was you like, know. "Jesus!" No, he said Spanish fly. Spanish, Spanish fly. fly. Yep, I was like, "You're gonna, y'all, just gonna ignore this is insane." To the man, and you wonder why these people feel like they're untouchable, and uh, you're. Man, that's crazy. Listen. Well, I think it's happened with famous people forever. I think it's that's people. Hollywood. It's not just famous. It's Hollywood. It's famous, rich successful, and powerful. Rich, well, rich, I don't I'm sure, care how. I'm sure the chicks at Microsoft got stories. I'm sure the the chicks don't at Xerox. Don't touch my daughter. Like, Anybody wherever. who hears this, you're within earshot. You better learn who Addison Davis is. Don't ever, ever. I don't care where I am. You will, man. Listen, I ain't even gonna issue no threats. Just know it's not a good look. Don't do it. I don't care nothing about my fame when it comes to my daughter. I don't care nothing about anything, opportunities I may miss. I will not miss the opportunity to catch up with you. I promise you. That's how That's how and, my daddy uh, is. That's what I am. On that note, hey, this, we have come to the end of the show before Ryan issues a threat. I'm and, not. Uh, and, uh, I just said, I'm going to come the, see you. The police shows up in Minnesota. Just visit. I'm going to come see you. Uh, listen, everybody, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> this is I a very like, emotional show for me. It was great. I'm going to need a therapy session. Oh, you are a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want everybody uh, on the show quickly, uh, please share with our audience audience three things about you that they don't know quickly i don't need an explanation just three random facts about you that people don't know jason i'm starting with you oh man uh that i am that straight I, <laughs> three things people don't know uh i i i'm really really quiet at home yeah because you ain't I, got nobody to talk to yeah I, i'm really if you see me on the street you'll see i'm very 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 quiet guy most of the time. Okay, that's one, two. Uh, I'm a bad driver. I drive like a straight guy. I've and been I'm, in the car with and you. And I'm really trying not to. Three. And the third thing is, um, God, I love my mom. I'm a mama's boy. Big I love time. your mom, too. Norman? I, I don't have three. Uh, I've never seen Game of Thrones. Ooh. Oh, me, me either. I could have used that. I've seen like half an episode. <laughs> me, Sorry. too. That's my one okay, good one. That's too. my one good one. I don't okay. know. I can't do three. Um, I can dance. <laughs> you see how that was funny to everybody yep, in the yep, room yep. that's a real secret you see what i'm saying people, people looking at me and going he's lying but that's one of my that's one I, of my I things people that. don't I know about me I, 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 I really can't um two um i haven't seen a lot of what you would call classic black movies i haven't i haven't watched a lot of them i saw belly for the first time like a year and a half ago uh, <laughs> it's so New Jersey Drive. I've never seen. Claudine? I've never seen. Huh? Claudine. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you nothing from Claudine. South Central. Claudine. You never seen Claudine. Wait a minute. We gotta keep. We gotta give the, We gotta wrap the show and up. The, so the, I need to the, give him his next. Uh, and the third thing is, um, um, I'm a 49ers fan. Okay. Look, at Marcus got up. <laughs> Nah, I'm gonna tell you. Like, I'm gonna tell you because to be able to admit that in today is uh, very hard. You know, we haven't been good. Uh, is that a sports team? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Uh, they had a quarterback who took a knee. Oh yeah. Uh, you might have. Oh, I love him. That guy is great. Yeah, man, Michael Sam. I love uh, him. <laughs> 
So give everybody your social media and tell uh, them so, where they can find you. All right. You can find me on Facebook is under Ryan Davis. You just type in Ryan Davis video. Anything will pop up. You can find me at Ryan Davis Comedy on Twitter or Instagram. And, you know, check out uh, RyanDavisComedy.com. You can catch all my shows, the, uh, everything that's coming up for the rest of the year. It's going to be great, man. And if you thought, you know, I was funny on here, I'm way funnier in person. So come check me out. Norman? I'd uh, love you to check out the site, isitfunnieroffensive.com. Check out our Facebook page, same name. Twitter is at isitfoo, F-O-O, funny or offensive, Is it foo? And uh, I think we're same on Instagram, isitfoo. Okay. So check us out, follow us, love to hear from you. I'm going to be posting that Politicon panel on my Facebook page this yes, week. Yes, please. Um, Jason? Just go to jasonstewart.com, S-T-U-A-R-T. Everything is there on my social media. If you go to Facebook, it's Jason Stewart 2 T-O-O. And I got a couple movies coming out next year. And uh, I love you all more than life itself. Um, and then? Uh, uh, um, abducted. I play a, a abducted and uh, immoral. Uh, not immoral, uh, immortal. <laughs> abducted and immortal. You'll hear about it more when They're it's closer to the movie. movies. Come, the movies yeah, I'm coming detectives out. in both of them. I play straight people. Um, he plays straight people. It's just like <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Um, again, I'll be at the House of Com Comedy in Phoenix starting this Thursday. I'll be there Thursday through Sunday. And then on uh, Tuesday the 11th, I will be at the New York Comedy Cellar taping the final episode of This Week at the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me um, on social media at FunnyIda, A-I-D-A, on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, I am Ida.Rodriguez. Can you just you go so to much. one place for all of that? No. My website is FunnyIda.com. And thanks to uh, this show being over, you won't have to hear that annoying voice anymore. <laughs> That's so, that was the worst way to end the show. Uh, anyway, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back uh, in two weeks. This is Ida Rodriguez, and we are out. Your boy, DJ Shorty.